Welcome to Bonehead Weekly. Oh, this isn't the fun size one. No, this is this regular. Are, are you regular. trying to emulate me? You're supposed to talk, James. You're supposed to talk like this. Chat set a precedent. I can't do that. I'll just end up talking like Harvey Fire. And this is true. This is true. I can't also talk like that because because this morning. Shut your cake hole and try to do it. I I got up, you see, and I had about an hour and a half where it sounded like I was in only the finest of tuberculosis clinics. Because I couldn't stop tough, coughing, and I was doing that wheeze at the end. Chad is not having a coughing I fit. Would, uh, if you watch the YouTube version, he's still coughing. Now, where I would technically, talk like this. Technically, and not so I can't COVID. do it, or I'll start coughing. So, Chad. Yes. When you got the croup. Yes. How did it feel? It feels like there's an elephant on my chest, and somebody shoved a, a bunch of razor blades in my throat. So I, yeah, I feel great. Anybody else think he was going to say ass? I, by the way, had um, the only one who thought he was going to say ass. I had the red death, uh, and you I still didn't feel that bad. Ass. I still didn't feel that bad. I don't I was know. Say, um, I mean, I now I, I couldn't stay awake. I would fall asleep at the drop of that, which is weird for me because I've got the insomnia normally, but it 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 failed me. I mean, Albert Fish put pins in his balls, but I never show, I never heard anybody show razors, razors in their ass. I'm sure it's Which, happened at some point. by the way, it's an important lesson, listeners. If you're ever around and Chad offers to play Go Fish with you, he means Go Albert Fish. Do not play with Chad. Do no. not play with Chad. Unless you're really masochistic and that's what you're into. In which case, we support your choices, but know that we are not legally responsible for you playing Go Albert Fish with Chad. Nor are James and I going to remove the pin needles from your scrotum. Yeah. Just not going to. I'm probably not even going to talk to you if I know you've played Go Albert Fish with Chad. I'll just be like, you know what? I don't need that negativity in my life. Well, we don't need any more stalkers or Albert Fishes. No. Now, so uh, real quick, we just got done doing Scarefest. We're trying to, while our friend is in town, even though he's clearly not here, <laughs> get a second episode in the can so that we're not always trying to make the schedule. So we really don't have a topic, but I, there are things I want to talk about. And can we go ahead and talk about a little bit about Scarefest? Because I had the best time, and I'm pretty sure you guys did too, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I will admit it was it was really nice. I I hadn't been able to go for a couple of years, COVID being one of the reasons, and then my job being another one. Um, but it's really nice being back. It really was. I had I had a blast just wandering around. Uh, I managed to control my budget until I took my children on Sunday, uh, and um, uh, they, they had a lot of anime stuff there. And it turns out my children will spend my money on that stuff so fast. But anyway, we had a blast. It was really my, my eldest participated in the screen competition, all of that stuff. And it was just really nice. I, like I said, I hadn't, I hadn't missed a scare fest and then I missed uh two or three in a row and it was, it was a bummer. Uh, but it was really nice. And it's nice that the facilities have caught up to the size of the conventions that are held there. Oh, that's true. I mean, I don't know what the number is, but I'm sure it's over 20,000. It was a bigger Saturday than last year, and Friday was huge, and Sunday wasn't wasn't empty like it was last year, and it was what well, wasn't empty, but it was busy. Sunday was even busy. I didn't leave till three something, and it was still the floor, almost four o'clock, and the floor was busy. 
No, I was I was going to go back and and check in with the individual that we uh, did that uh, interview with on Friday night. Boy, uh, yeah, but I could not get to his booth. I couldn't either. I did yeah, not. I, was gonna... I walked up with a bottle of bourbon. He was busy talking to one of the celebrities, and I'd promised both of those ladies who are who. Well, we'll talk about it later. But I promised both those ladies bourbon, and, I, and then one was like, "No, I don't want any," and the other one was like, "Yes." So I started pouring a cup there, and that's all I did. And I walked away. That was it, though. Because and she goes, "You're a man of your word." And I said, "Yep, yeah." But uh, it was great seeing every having. That was the first time the three boneheads had been on stage together in a long time. Well, yeah. and I was gonna say, and even that, and Jane, I mean, it's the first live show Jane's ever done. And, and you hear, yeah, he didn't do the first two. Con- You're right. That is the first time he's ever actually. And you know what, Chad? It was like he wasn't even there. He never said a word never said a word it was the best appearance i've ever had no um but you know i, I and you read this, really tied the show together <laughs> you read this on on facebook but i do want to say if you've never been to a scare fest you'll you'll hear them occasionally say you know the staff the people that work it the volunteers mm-hmm. predominantly volunteers <laughs> um are like family and i must admit it was cool seeing some of the folks that i because i used to moderate panels with joe and right. and i hadn't been able to do that in a few years but it was really nice to see some of those people. Matter of fact, Joe, I was going to tell you this story, and I was, I'll tell it on air. Literally, I had people coming up to me going, where's Joe on Sunday? And I said, I don't know. I haven't seen him. And they literally went, no, really, where is he? And I said, no idea, man. He's out there somewhere. And yeah. they're like, yeah, I bet he is. And I was like, no, I seriously have no idea. What does that mean? <laughs> he's, he's out there somewhere. And I was like, oh, well, if you see him, tell him I said, hey. And I was like, I don't think I'm going to see him, man. <laughs> and I'll be honest. I, did, I, I never saw you. I did not. Not on Sunday. You. No, I no. I, and I literally, I went around with my kids and uh, did that stuff. But it was just, it was just really funny because there was like that moment of, no, really, where is he? I'm like, man, I don't know, man. He's out there. And finally, I literally wanted to start doing lines from like i don't know kerouac or something going he's found his destiny on the road man he's, i wish no he's i was doing there. return of the Li- i'll tell you i was probably doing the return of the living dead panel downstairs listening to miguel nunez scream about yes i am eddie murphy's best friend i was in his weddings with the oh rest of God. the cast and by the way he told an interesting story did you know at charlie sheen's height on two and a half men when it was several million dollars an episode that if you went to one of his parties, every once in a while, he would just say, everyone gets a Mercedes. And I swear to God, there was a lady who walked around, got everybody's information because they all got Mercedes. That's insane. I wish I'd went to the party. Well, me too. But, but, do you but then you have to pay the taxes. The yeah. Yeah. But do you honestly, that's one of those things that you hear stories like that. And it's one of those things that I occasionally pause and think about what level of insanity is our world at? That you literally have that, and I'm sure, I'm sure, within a 30 mile radius, you have somebody literally starving to death, right? Like that's a fascinating concept to me. Well, and here I'll tell you another one. Tom Matthews, who's also in Return of the Living Dead, and a wonderful guy. He's uh, friends with the great character actor James. Oh my God, I forgot J- uh, James. Uh, what's his name from Return of the Living Dead and Poltergeist? It's not, I always want to say James Doing, but it's not. No, James Dewan would be anyway, Scotty. He introduced them to the guy that was sleeping on his couch at the time, who was his be- who was his really good friend. And his name, he was a nobody that went on to be named George Clooney. And George Clooney, they cast asked him, it came up, and it's true. Gave all of his friends a few years ago a million dollars. And, and he paid the, the taxes on it too. 
taxes. It was a million dollars plus the taxes on it. Tom Matthews got a million dollars out of George Clooney for letting him sleep. I mean, but they were friends because I made the comment once. I was like, is this because I asked him a question about it after the panel three years ago when I made him scare for us four, and he was nice enough to get Clue Gulliger to sign something for me and didn't charge me, which was also nice. Sorry, that's a stab at somebody. Anyway, uh, it's not really a stab. It, what it, back to what I was saying. He told me that, uh, yeah, no, I introduced him. They were friends because I introduced them. And I was like, I didn't realize you guys were that close. Yeah. So, but, you know, it really is a small world in some way, right? It is, it is a small world. But, I mean, you, know, you don't know how many people you know. You're right. It is a small world after all. Yeah. No, but, I mean, you know, you get into this and I, I – I'll put it in, in another way. And this isn't impressive. It's impressive if it's, if it's famous people, right? Yeah. But like in my little world, as a prof- in my profession, I'm an educational historian. And it's really weird now because I've been to a couple conferences for educational historians. And A, there's not that many of us. So people will be like, have you ever read this article by uh, Dr. Christian Anderson? Yeah, I talked to him three weeks ago. Uh, we were at a conference and... We sat down and he was like, you know, oh, Hans, Dr. Christian Anderson. No, but you know what I mean? It's not impressive because he's not George Clooney. But once you're in a certain profession, it you depends. get to know people, right? Even if it isn't George Clooney. For example, there were several celebrities this weekend, God bless them, who would not necessarily even say on the D, you know, D-E list, right? But for some people, they're huge. So today I was at lunch and there was two or three people with me and they were asking me about the celebrities and I, you look at the crowd and I go, you wouldn't know them. I mean, I didn't get to interview Robert England. I have interviewed Robert England before. Didn't get to this week. He was in the green room and I said, "Hey, Chad, come here." Yeah, right. So you could see him and say, "Well, I've been in the same room as him." And walk back out. I almost got, I also got mesmerized by the fact that the story he was telling. But I saw a Coke Zero. I'm like, I gotta get out of here and give this to James. <laughs> it was a good Coke Zero, by the way, y'all. I didn't want y'all to think it was. It was a great Coke Zero. Oh, you're I really my buddy it too. Do, do I really things, I'll do, Thank you. Bless you, Chad. Yeah, James, Joe got me to see Robert England. I got you a Coke Zero. It was, and I'd been, I'd, I'd, I'd been around Robert England before. I mean, not like close. I mean, yeah. he did keep his blinds closed, but I, I felt I knew him. But you know, they ask me, so which one was your favorite celebrity? And I say, and, and I go, well, you probably won't know them. And then they say, oh yeah, tell us. And I tell them, and you could see that they don't know. They couldn't care less. Is the reason right. why I don't talk about it at work unless somebody asks me about it. Right. I have to let somebody ask me about it. And then once they do, they go, oh, okay. I, I'm telling you, there's one hand of all the celebrities that I've met that most normal people will even know. And Chuck right. Norris is probably in the top three of, that's the one I get asked about the most. Yeah. Just because they don't know. Right. And who gives a shit? And I probably feel the same way because a person asked me the same question yesterday. And I said, blah, 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 blah. And they go, you know who I'd freak out over? How do you not freak out? And I go, well, I've only a couple of times ever been starstruck. You just bury it deep. Right. Oh, my God, if it was Taylor Swift, I couldn't do it. If Taylor Swift, okay, let me edit what I was about to say. Uh, you got close there, Joe. I would be excited to meet Taylor Swift in any way that she'd like. Yeah. I don't particularly. I, well, it's like, you know what it's I'd, like love I said, to, I'd love to have a picture of Taylor Swift that we could just put on Bonehead. <laughs> it's yeah, like, I said, like if, she wanted, if we so could we get could her catfish. to do Bonehead. Yeah, so they would listen to us and subscribe yeah. to Catfish and it'd be like, well, that was Taylor Swift for 10 minutes. We're going to talk about Nightmare on M Street 4. Here's Mick Strong. 
it's like I said, you know, I, I also, I don't think I get starstruck. It's just my general social anxiety. Yeah. I mean, you know, Lloyd Kaufman's made a lot of, not a lot, but a, a quite a few films that I enjoy. He's made a lot of movies. Yeah, and 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 a, and a huge chunk of them I enjoy. I mean, I, I watched Sergeant Kabuki Man preparing for that, and I forgot how much I love that film. Well, it's, it's just, also but, though he worked on Rocky, Chad. Well, I, mean, I know I watch Rocky at least once a year because it's Rocky. But yeah, but I didn't get starstruck. The only time I've ever truly got starstruck was William Forsythe. And a lot, and you know, just what Joe said is, who's William Forsythe? Mm-hmm. He's flat top. He was the cop in in The Rock. He was, he was Al fucking Capone. He's six inches shorter than I am. Yeah, I mean, he's just. I could not control myself around him. I could not talk. I literally stammered through the 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 brief five minute interaction I had with him, wearing shorts and a headband and some sort of jacket to the VIP. But I would not see myself getting starstruck next to Taylor Swift. I'd be like, oh, what the hell am I going to talk to you about? I mean, it's just. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I would have questions. Like, I could interview her. I, I would. Could, I'd oh, love yeah. to know. But I would, yeah. you know who inspires her. What I mean, there would be. I'm just. You could ba- have I'm, a conversation. No, I'm not but, bashing her at all. She's she's no. a she's a significant artist and should be praised. I mean, she's. I just pulled her out of my ass. Actually, no, that was the example somebody gave me. Yeah, I'm just like I don't. I mean, I just don't. I but mean, I wouldn't it, get starstruck with T Swizzle. No, no, no. And I think I think though it's one of those things that once you do it for a while, right? I yeah. mean, quite frankly, for me, I, and I'm with Chad, I, I get a little anxiety sometimes, but I can get yeah. through it pretty quickly. And usually, quite frankly, uh, it's I literally can sit there and be like, man, I met Harlan Allison. Yeah. Nothing's going to top that for me. I mean, literally, I guess, I guess, you know. Well, it's, I mean, it's a like holy a holy figure, maybe. But other than that, and, and it reminds me of um, Harlan Ellison. You walked away with a Harlan Ellison story. Story, exactly. And nothing's right. going to top Both that, right? Did. Nothing's going to top that. And we walked uh, away and, with a Lloyd Kaufman story, which is amazing. We walked so. away. I've <laughs> a couple. There's a, a couple, couple, Chad. A couple. Uh, I was about to say, I've walked, and you're talking about Harlan Ellison. I am this, I guess this is, bra- I'm going to brag. I've walked away with lots of stories. Just yep. sometimes people don't want to hear them because they don't know who the hell that person is. Right. Well, and I was going to say, the right that's, room, one of the, uh, that's one of the things that, but I mean, I think it's one of those things that happens to all of us, right? And it's one of my favorite, I think it's on one of those movies that made us, uh, John Favreau, where they're interviewing him about Elf and that there's a scene where he's supposed to go off on Buddy. Mm-hmm. And John Favreau was like, I just knew James Caan. He's James Caan, but I needed him to bring it to that scene and just be as harsh as he could be. So right before filming, you know, he said, I just leaned over and said, just remember your Sonny Corleone and walked off and said action. And he goes, and that's how we get the take. I reminded him of who he was, and, you know, and it was, and he goes, and it worked because he came back later and he was like, man, you got me. It worked. And I think there's something to that. I think once you, it's like anything else. Once it becomes almost part of your job, right? It It's yeah. standard. Yeah, yeah. I get asked, how do you do it? I, that one of the common questions is always not. And that's always, hmm. I get starstruck by different people. I get star. I, everyone gets starstruck. Everyone gets nervous. Yeah. To a certain extent. I doesn't bother me and I'm able to bury the nervousness. But Chad has been around me. When I have been starstruck and been nervous and I just want to be by myself and he's only probably seen it one time 
And yeah. all I wanted to do was left alone on that stage. So they brought Romero in and I introduced him. You got nervous when you met Carpenter. I don't remember getting nervous about that. I thought you got nervous when you were, when you were, I'm, not, I'm you. not saying you're lying. I'm just, yeah, no, when you got in line to get that autograph, you, you, you talk to your wife. I, I clearly, I think I remember, I remember you shaking about that. I don't getting think that poster out. I don't think talking to him, to her is going to help. No, I know. It never but has. I, before, I mean, man. honestly, I think if I don't think I'll have the opportunity, but in Comic-Con this year, when you have, Two I'm going to have people. to bury it deep for Sam Raimi. Yeah, I mean, Sam Raimi, who is such a significant impact on all three of us. And then you got Alan Tudyk, who, again, I mean, ever since Firefly, that man has been, uh, you know, keeping me, to, you know, entertained. Yeah, I'm a and I mean, fan. I don't you, you I wouldn't know how to react to either one of them. And I'm like, I'm, I'm I would just that those are the clear two clear places of me being starstruck that I could see. Um, I would have never stayed Alan Tudyk off the top of my head, but Sam Raimi would have been. Who would you be starstruck by? Exactly. Fucking Sam Raimi. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I'm going to have to bury it deep. Also, the thing about it, I've thought about this too, is I never get to tell him how I feel. If I yeah. tell him how I feel, then it wouldn't be professional. Yeah, yeah. I, I did. I did tell. I I got personal with Lloyd. I told him the story about watching Sergeant Kabuki Man the day of my wedding, and it just completely calming me i mean i was all nervous about going going through the routine getting through the stage going to the party and i woke up in your apartment that morning and was trying to figure out what to do because everybody else was asleep and i was like oh and covered in blood yeah i was like oh sergeant kabuki man's on netflix i hit play i watched it sitting on the floor and was just absolutely like all that stress just got wiped away for that hour and a half that movie was on and i still remember to this day our friend Kevin, still slightly hungover, opening up his one good eye, going, "What the hell are you watching?" <laughs> well, you know, Lloyd really took to you, and he and one of the Tromats, Athena. Hopefully, we'll we'll be talking to her soon. He leaned over at me because he he's moved closer to your friend. Oh, is that what Athena I said? I noticed it. Yeah, she said it. I was like, I, well, I leaned in and said, we do our homework. It seems like this is going well. And she goes, yeah, he likes you. He's moved closer to your friend. And then yeah. I looked in and moved four to six inches closer to you. I mean, if she had wrapped it, stage. I, I would have really... I, I would have kept poking him because there there was a few answers that I didn't that I didn't get the full thing that I wanted well, he to hear. Was drunk, Chad. Yeah, <laughs> I know. <laughs> but, but, but you know, I, by the way, I I do want to say he is one of those people that you know he has everybody call him Uncle Lloyd. Yeah, that's about accurate. I mean, if you had a slightly tipsy uncle who made entertaining films, as Uncle Lloyd. I've got to tell one more story about this. So uh, we were, so first one thing we have to, she'll never listen to this. Adrian, thank you. Yeah, no, I, that's why I posted that on Facebook. I had to thank her and Brandon. I know, but she'll, you know, I, if someone else is listening out there, <laughs> let's let her know I said nice things. We've all said nice things about her behind her back. But two, yeah. our good friend, I'm sorry, James, our good friend, Jared Greer, the owner of the Lexington Comic Con, you know, the multi-billionaire 46 Corvette owning, once again, the son of a bitch who will never listen to this show, even though he's been on it multiple times, pulls me over and says, you know, Lloyd's rough to interview. What? Oh, yeah, he can go off on interviewers. Really? He's like, yeah, I've seen Lucy's shit. And I said, oh, this could be fun. 
Either way, this is going to be fun. It's we'll, a good show. Again, yeah, it'll be fun for we'll you. We'll walk away with the story. Because you knew it was going to be me he took it out on, and it was going to be Harlan, and I would have absolutely broke, unlike James, who probably didn't break down when Harlan, I would have. My, oh, no, my, I had a blast with Harlan. My sensitive, my sensitive uh, soul would have been, like, absolutely devastated. I would have gone home and never came back. <laughs> when Harlan was punching me in the stomach, saying, tighten it up so I could hit you harder. And all I could think laughing. is. I, I couldn't stop laughing because I'm like, I have, you more I have tightened it up. Laughing. I'm just really fat. A guy who had maybe five lines and Christine absolutely devastated me and never wanted me to do big. <laughs> so I immediately, Jared's being an a-hole, but it's also true. Yeah. And I immediately find Chad because I know of his anxiety. And, and Joe's such a and good I friend. told him yeah. everything that happened before had to make it worse. <laughs> can, can I, by the way, can I tell a couple con stories? Yeah, I, so I think I need really to. Really quick, so, let me end of. I, oh, okay. I said it went great. He loved us. We showed him the reason it went great is not only us, but Chad especially showed him the respect the man was due. Yeah, we had actual questions. We knew his filmography, and it went fantastic. So much so. And this is something I want on record. The man invited us to come introduce his movie for the midnight premiere in Lexington, Kentucky. And we will never get that back. Even yeah. though there was only 10 people there in the audience, but him, us and the Tromets making sure he didn't fall over. We will never get that back. Gentlemen, that will that go. was blast dementia, right? And yeah. all time and a death takes away from us. Thank you so much. James, what are you going to say? Well, I want to talk about this too, because, okay. So, uh, it, most of you all that listen to our show know this. Joe does most of the panel work now. I've I've not volunteered because I never know what my schedule is going to be. And Chad and I tend to show up and hang out. We do the bonehead like, stuff. You know, I let Joe do all the panel. No, work. no, 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 no. <laughs> what? Let me get to my point here. So anyway, we're not Chad. I I don't want to speak for you. So if I if you disagree with me, we're not as let's say public facing. Right. As Joe is uh, at right. these events at this point in our lives. And then it's fine. But the reason I'm doing all this setup, Joe, is because I want to share a story. And I don't know if this individual listens to us, but I would like it on record because I can't believe this individual listens to us or she would know better. So I don't even I, know her name. It's yeah. right after the the the. Lloyd Kaufman panel, we're dividing up, and I'm giving Joe a little bit of a hard, no more of a hard time than I do on this show. I was giving him a little bit of the grief. Yeah, a little, little, little bit of the business. Yeah, giving him the business. Anyway, but so I'm making fun of him. We're mocking each other on stage. But <laughs> when does this individual happen to walk by? It's when I'm giving him back something. I'm making some sarcastic comment. Uh, oh, we were. I think we were clearing the stage, and he and something about I don't know. I'm sure it was a fat joke. I'll just be honest. And th literally from probably 20 feet away, I hear you're just mean to him. And I literally stopped because it blew my mind. I was like, Do you have you met him? Yeah. Do you know the things that he has said about my mother, about my entire family, about my sister, about, and she, no, no, you're just the mean one. So I want to tell that story on Bonehead because I don't think, I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm not a saint. Sure, sure. Well, I feed the homeless and, and hand out the Bible. But yeah. <laughs> It happened the next day or on Sunday as well. I got it again about you need to be nicer to Joe. So I just wanted to say publicly on this show Stop that no. told me. What? Yeah. 
Well, one of the uh, Tromet girls called me a butthole. For what? Uh, something, I'm, some a joke I made that I cannot make on this recording, and I will not make on this recording. <laughs> at but the, anyway. was it at the premiere or during the panel? It was at the premiere. Oh yeah, that wasn't recorded. Nope. I, I, I told you to keep your damn hands off my girlfriend. None of us were really all that in the right mind at that time. Yeah, no. Well, and I, was and it, I want to say it wasn't anything sexist or anything like that. It's just I just don't want to repeat it for this this recording. No, it was well, nothing. It was nothing terrible. And she by turned the way, around and goes, "You're just being a butthole." I'm like. Yeah, I want to go, probably. yeah, that's what I do. But yeah, she that's... never met you. Was it the blonde or the brunette? It was the blonde. Oh, but, you know, well, I... she also gave me, hold on, she gave me a little bit of the business when she said she was going to win the face of horror, and I said, you're the second blonde woman to tell me that. And she got pissed. Yeah. Well, in all fairness, uh, but, you know, I, I just wanted to say that because I think it's so funny because it really does show something about how these cons work in the environment because literally the fact that people jump to Joe's defense and I've known Joe for quite a few years now and mm -hmm. though I do give him the business um you know a little I, bit I of the business it, I I would do anything for Joe except that cuz I would do anything for Joe but I won't do, do that that uh but anyway um I thought it was funny. It's literally the only time I've ever had somebody from 20 feet away yell at me for being, for me being mean to Joe. I, I, yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of a way to go about this because I'm not trying to be rude. I hope if she's a listener, I'm sorry. I just don't know her name. And here's another thing out there for you bonehead folks. When you walk up to me, I've said this on the show many times, and I know people in my personal life knows I am terrible. It is not your fault. I know we have met before. I know someone has introduced you to me before. It is, I do not hold anything against you. It is nothing against you. I do not think less of you. I am terrible with names and faces. Gentlemen, please just back me oh, no. up on this. I no, no. legitimately do not remember most people's names and faces. No, you're an asshole. I think it's genetic. I think it's partially genetic because I am the same way. It takes me a long time to memorize people. And this is a true story. And I get it from my dad. This is a true story. When my dad retired, they had a retirement thing for it. And uh, somebody came up to him and all this stuff and was like, oh, well, Jim blah talked to him for probably 15 minutes. He goes, Well, slick, I'll still be around and blah blah blah. And you know, and left. I'm like, and so later on, I was like, I gotta talk to you for a while, Dad. And he goes, Oh, yeah, yeah, he's a good guy, good, good guy, good guy. And I said, Who is he? And he goes, I don't know, that's why I call him slick. Yeah. Worked with my father, and that's literally my dad always like that line. And it's one of the reasons I always laugh hard if you've seen the movie Bad Santa. Or the kids quizzing him on, you know, the reindeer or what are the elves' names? And he's like, I don't know, Chief, Bub, Slick, all that. I laugh every time because that was the living embodiment of my father. He was terrible with names. Literally, he he caused me so much trouble growing up because he would literally be like, I take this part over to, to this is a true story. My sister was staying with one of her friends, and literally my dad couldn't remember her name and literally said, take this uh, stuff over to your sister. She's staying at, uh, you know, Gurley DeWop's house. Uh, you know, the, the one. I took it to the wrong house. Yeah. I had no idea what he was talking about, but I was like, well, that's normally. She's been staying with that. her friend over there for a while. I pulled up and I left it 
the family saw me. They said, and my dad said, just leave it on the porch. So I did. The family was sitting inside eating, saw me leave it on the porch. She didn't say anything. I got back and I dropped it off. My sister called 45 minutes later going, I never got my stuff. So I dropped it off. Yeah. Anyway. So no. So whatever that is, that's, I, 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 I suck at it too. Was so if good at it, just, just, just call me on it. I'll be embarrassed. It's fine. I'd rather be embarrassed than know who you are. After, after, Good six to seven years, so I'll remember. I promise. Uh, so Isn't that right, Carl and, and Jake? PJ Starks is an independent film producer at Western Kentucky, and I messaged him the other day on his Facebook as we're getting ready for his independent panel the two or three days before it was happening. And I said, Mr. Starks, I'm Joe Lewis. Blah 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 blah. I know who you are. You messaged me. Blah blah blah. I never make an assumption that you know who I am either. Just introduce yourself to me. Go, yep. hey, blah, blah, blah. And then I will say the same. Of course, I know who you are, Jim Bob or Slick. Now, yeah. I just want to say I had a really good time at Scarefest. I had a really good time hanging out with my friends. Uh, well, we only got to hang out Friday night. Because Which is stuck. all right for fighting. Yeah, that's what I hear. But, Chad, you watched a couple. Before we wrap, I you watched a couple of movies you wanted to talk about. Yeah, I'll mention one uh, because... I have not got genuinely scared from a horror movie yeah. in years. Uh, the, the last movie that actually frightened me was The Ring. That whole scene where they find the girl and her face dropped. Yeah, mine comes out of the TV, but yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, that, that inter- the, the girl dropping, that terrified me. I actually physically screamed last night. A jump scare got me so damn well that I screamed out loud and almost woke up my entire family. Halloween ends. No. The black phone. Uh, it's good. It is really good. That's uh, why the black phone's good. The ending. He brings it back. It is so well thought yeah. out and written. Is it not? Yeah. Uh, and, you know, this is one of those movies where I genuinely enjoyed it because I had no idea what it was. I did it. I'd I'd. I'd, I'd I avoided all the publicity. I don't, I don't, I, I try when I watch movies not to know anything going in because it ruins it for me. If I do, I like to be caught off guard and I had no idea what the black phone was other than there's a boy trapped in a basement and there's a black phone. I jumped a couple times. I didn't scream. I saw it in a theater, but that is, is his name Finney. I can't remember. It's been yeah, Finney. Finney. It's at the first of the movies and Finney's arm is mint. Yep. I mean, they set it up from the first two minutes. Yep. I mean, I said, I mean, I that movie, it got me once, and I and on, on top of that, I really enjoyed it. Ethan Hawke is great as always. I don't know it's what like this masturbating, by the way. It does. It really does. What? Sorry, no, I, I I've had an arm issue. Sorry, sorry. No, it really arm did. Issues, it's on your penis. No, it's up. You want me to do it up here? I just got to rotate my rotate. No, that's what, what I was worried about for those six months where those six or seven months where I was having continual stomach issues and I had to keep rubbing my stomach just to sit still. You were worried that you wouldn't be able to masturbate? No, that it looks like I was masturbating while during these YouTube postings. I'm like, I was anyway. No, I mean, Ethan Hawke, man, I don't know what it is with this resurgent with him. I mean, it. he has these waves. He's one of those actors that just keeps coming back. Yeah, he's really and, good at it. He's really good, and that kid deserves a lot of credit. Um, I didn't get his name. The only thing is, I do, you, and you may not agree. I they could have cut ten minutes out of the movie. Oh uh, yeah, there's about ten fifteen minutes there that's just a little. 
that whole subplot with the sister i felt like was not needed yeah i i mean there's just pauses in it that are just a little too long i mean they could have cut 10 minutes out of the movie and it had been sleek and you'd have been oh my god i gotta watch that again i gotta watch that again i love the black film really did Let's i see. really did too yeah and and kudos to scott derrickson derrickson yeah scott derrickson he yeah. made me scream a movie has not done that in almost two decades and i mean yeah. even even no you know take retake that the ring didn't make me scream it just made me jump yeah this actually warrant made me produce a vocal response and a horror movie hasn't done that since since the shocker so the when ring came out. uh for for those of you that need a hip-hop translation for chad the ring equals daddy mac because daddy mac will make you jump 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 yeah so oh. yeah i had to yeah, i had to talk about that briefly just because I watched it last night and I was not, and I, I just, I knew how the movie was shot. I knew the, 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 the beats, but that one of the jump scares just absolutely got me. So by the way, I, I'm assuming this will probably air after Halloween, correct? Uh, so, yeah, probably if we, yeah. Oh, I'm so sorry. We're late at night. Yeah. We're, I'm sick and falling, falling asleep right now in this chair. We're, so. ra- we're wrapping it up in a minute. Well, I was going to say, and that's what I want to do. So, so, um, the one thing I wanted to mention, and, and I don't think I've ever mentioned it on the show before, but I've read it. And, and it's something that as we approach, as we approach the holiday seasons, and if you like horror and mystery and things like that, there's a book I want to mention. Because I'm a big fan. We've talked about it before. We've done an entire episode dedicated to A Christmas Carol. Right. Uh, There is a book that's written. The pen name on it is, um, let me make sure I get this right, L.J. Oliver, which is actually the combination of two authors. It was going to be a series. Sadly, one of the co-authors passed away. Uh, I don't know if they'll ever continue the series or not. But um, the first book that was released is called The Humbug Murders. Mm-hmm. And it's an Ebenezer Scrooge mystery, and it's set before the events of the Christmas Carol. Um, if you're if you're a fan of Dickens, it's a lot of fun. And I'm not a huge fan of Charles Dickens, actually. But what really makes this, if you're looking for a good, cozy, get in front of a fireplace, sit down, chill, cover up with a blanket, read this book. It is a mystery, but it also has a lot of supernatural elements in it. And it really is about a young Ebenezer Scrooge. You find out a little bit about what's going on. It has a bunch of characters from other Dickens works. If you are a Dickens fan, you're gonna you'll make more connections than I will. A couple of them I knew, like Miss Havisham's mentioned from Great Expectations. A couple other. Anyway, I say all that to say it's a really effective if you like a Christmas Carol murder mystery. And basically, the setup is he gets to his counting house one day. And he's told, if you don't solve this murder, he sees a vision, a spirit. If you don't solve this murder, you'll be murdered within so many days. So speaking of the ring and things like that, it sets up the same sort of premise. But it's a really well done, oddly enough, murder mystery, supernatural book that has pre-existing characters. So if you're looking for, if if you're sad Halloween's over, you want something, though, that will still be seasonal pro for it that has a little bit of murder mystery and mayhem and supernatural elements check out the humbug mysteries uh it's L- uh, like i said uh uh lj oliver is the pen name that it was written under uh but i enjoyed it i was really sad to hear that one of the co-authors passed away and i probably will never get the second book 
uh, because I it was a lot of fun. So there you go. I didn't want people to be sad. Halloween's over. You can still read supernatural Christmas horrors. There you go. And Chad, what was the other movie you wanted to talk about? No, let's let's. We're good. We're good. That, that's oh. going to be too much of a conversation. Another day. Okay. Can I can I do one more quick thing then? Can I do one more thing? No, no. I gentlemen, have you seen the trailer for the uh, the um, Guardians of the Galaxy Holiday Spectacular? No, yes. I just saw the uh, I just saw the poster. I haven't saw the actual. Trailer. Oh. I, oh, we didn't I, even talk about James Gunn becoming the the CEO of DC Studios. It's him and who else? Who's who's the um, other guy? I forget the name, but he had a he he worked on Aquaman and Shazam. Yeah, so I mean, in all honesty, though, they're putting it in the hands of people that probably need to do it. And I'm excited because we all know James Gunn will support crazy things, and it needs no, to be Peter Safran. Peter Thank Safran. You. Well, the thing is that James Gunn will agree on green light every plot that has some sort of aliens coming here to take over our bodies which is 90 percent of the dc universe which is 90 percent of james gunn's movies yeah yeah so by we'll the see. way don't you think we deserve a slither follow-up called still slithering man well, i don't i don't know if we're ever I, I hope we get more james gunn slither type movies versus it all being dc because i mean i love james gunn's films but I mean, he's he's neck deep in DC now, buddies. Uh, yeah, I was gonna say. So I'm assuming you know we'll get Guardians of the Galaxy three, but I bet that'll be his last Marvel run for a while. Yeah. Also, I just want Nathan Fillion to be with Alan Tudyk this March. On yeah. The- oh man, be- if yeah, if you get Nathan Fillion. I mean, I know you can talk to him about all his cameos in those Star Trek movies and Star Wars. <laughs> That's exactly what we'll talk about. We'll talk about his cats that are twenty something years old, and he doesn't even like cats. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if there's time, build in a castle question. Yeah, that's true. All right, guys, this has been Bonehead Weekly. Mm-hmm.